0: Crosswinds family and friends, welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I want to give a special shout out to our executive producer, Elijah Merrill, and our producer Sheldon Boyes. They work hard every single week to make sure these podcasts come out each and every Friday. I appreciate all the hard work that they put into these things. Also, I thank you, the listener. Um, without you, these podcasts would be useless. And so thank you for allowing us to invade your space. And if you find these helpful, please share them with a family member or a friend. Um, if you want to know more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, I encourage you to go over to our website at crosswinds.church. Well, we are literally in the midst of our um, Advent Christmas Season podcast. By Advent, I'm, I'm talking about sort of the Christian understanding of, of what this time of year is. And the four uh, Sundays leading up to Christmas, we we spend time looking at hope, love, joy, and peace. And we've looked at in this in this series that we're doing here at Crosswinds called Great Expectations, the first week of, of this uh, Advent podcast, this Christmas season podcast, we looked at Expect and Hope. Um, last week we looked at expectant love. And this week we're gonna look at expectant joy. I have back in the studio with me, Wendy Emerson, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Well,
1: thanks again for having me. It's been great.
0: And I have with me once again, um Betty Ryan, thank you for being a part of this podcast.
1: Yeah, thank
2: you.
0: And so again, you know we're're we're, we're looking at Advent. We're looking at the anticipation of the celebration of Christ's birth um, and, and looking at what he brings into our life. And you know, as we look at um, joy, um, expectant joy. Um, the premises for each of these is this, that if we if we really start with anything other than Christ to find these things, we're going to be disappointed. But he's the only one who can totally fulfill them and then allow us in our relationships and in our life to be able to see his joy sort of um, give birth in even the heartache that we may face. Only God can do that, right? And, and in Christian theology, you know, in, in our understanding, our Christian theology, what is that? It's our biblical understanding of joy. Uh, joy is often considered a deep and abiding uh, sense of gladness and, and contentment that arises from a close relationship with God. You know? So happiness is fleeting, we all know that. We can be happy one moment, not the next. Joy is meant to be rooted in this gladness of who God is and the contentment in who he is. And so there would be people who say, well, how can you be joyful even amidst the difficulty? Because happiness is, is about the circumstances, right? We're happy when circumstances are good. And if we were to be honest, sometimes we're not even happy when circumstances are good because there's things happening within us. And, and, and so there's, there's all these other indicators that affect our happiness. But the one, the one indicator that affects our joy is whether we will receive it from God or not. Joy is a spiritual fruit. In fact, you know, in Scripture, it says that the very Spirit of God uh, allows us to be have ourselves rooted in, in, in joy, and that joy comes from, really, that foundation of faith, hope, and love that we get from God himself. And so it's, it speaks of, joy speaks of just like the others, but, but especially because there's such a confusion over joy and happiness, right? Happiness being fleeting, joy being something that's, that's rooted in the consistency and, and gladness in our hearts because of who God is, um, that I just wanted to, to, to highlight that before we, before we even jump in. You know, I, I think, let me start with just sort of this, this word picture, um, that's, that's one that I'm going to be sharing at the messages coming weekend. And if you're listening, it's the Friday before. Again, this, this weekend, we're going to be looking at this topic of expectant to joy. But you know, imagine two people facing adversity. One's a person of deep faith. The other's not. They both lose their jobs and face financial uncertainty right and in this difficult uh, environment that that's something people are dealing with right now maybe you're listening to this and you're dealing with that the non believer becomes despondent and overwhelmed with worry leading to a sense of of hopelessness and despair their happiness is shattered because it's largely dependent on external circumstances and we we can understand that i mean i've been there as a believer even you know where my eyes have been off of Christ been on the circumstance i understand that more than i like to admit but on the other hand the christian Uh, also affected by the job loss, experiences moments of sadness and concern, but their faith anchors them. I think that's the key. They turn to prayer, seeking guidance and comfort from God. They find support within their church community, and and their trust in God does something for them. Their trust in God's plan brings them a sense of peace and contentment, even in the face of the adversity. The Christian's joy is evident not because they're immune to life's challenges, but because their joy is rooted in their relationship with God. And I think there, there's the two pic, the two pictures of happiness and, and, and joy. Neither of these two people are probably happy, <laughs> but, but one has joy because of the fact it's rooted and they're anchored in Christ. And so as, as we look at this, um, let's just sort of unpack that a little bit. I mean, I'm, all three of us have certainly experienced fleeting happiness. All three of us have a certain experience, the reality that we know we have this joy in Christ, but we've placed ourselves outside of, of God's framework, right? And, and sometimes I think we, we, we think of sin as just something we've done. Like, of course, you're not experiencing joy. You just killed somebody. Of course, you're not experiencing joy. You just told somebody off. But the reality of it is, sometimes it's none of that. We're just not experiencing joy because we're not anchored in Christ. Like, we're saved our destiny is still secure, we're just anchoring to something else. Maybe it's our own story. Maybe it's someone else's story. Maybe it's what we think of ourselves, what someone else thinks of ourselves. But if we're not anchored to Christ and what He says about us in Scripture and who He is and, and our hope that we have of that future eternity with Him, there's no joy, uh, at least not a, not true joy. There's happiness sometimes, but not joy. And so, Betty, what do you think about that? That's... that's... You know, a, lot, even, a lot to talk through.
2: It is. There's there's a lot that you said there. And even in um, your words, I thought of joy as a blanket that completely covers me. Mm. You know, I am – it's his love that surrounds me. It, it all works together. And what I love about that, even as I say it, is that joy is because of God's character that never changes. And I can depend on that, and I can expect that. You know, I can be um, – I can be excited in anticipation for what's coming in those happy moments. But in the joy, it is more overwhelming peace. You know, I feel like, and this may sound like an interesting analogy, but I feel like happy is those little dances periodically. I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. But joy is an overwhelming sense of I can move forward and I have something greater. Mm. You know, something greater. It reminds me... um, as you said, it of the story of Paul, who was persecuting for a purpose, but then he loved for Christ. Wow! There was yeah. just such a difference in that changing personality that was um, so different. He was on the same journey for God, not the God that he thought, right? Um, the true God. But when he understood that there was a joy even in the persecution that he experienced, you know. Um, Mm. It, it's just interesting to me. Yeah. yeah,
0: where that joy really comes from is is yeah. is, is you know, is key. I, I think of uh, Psalm thirty five. It says, "For his anger, speaking of God, mm-hmm. for his anger is but for a moment, and his favors for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning." Mm-hmm. And that God's anger is paralleled with our weeping. You know that they're both they're both only for a moment. Uh, But both are are momentary, but God's favor is paralleled with joy that we receive from him. And that's for a lifetime, Mm -hmm. you know? And and just, you know, when we go through difficult times, we think this is going to last for for a lifetime. Or when when we are being disciplined and God loves us enough to discipline us, that, oh, wow, God's upset with us. That's going to last forever, you know? And, And the reality of it is God's angered at our sin. He still loves us. Um, and that's not—his hope isn't for that eternal anger. That's why he sent Christ to, to die in our stead so that we could spend eternity with him. And, and so this idea of, of this morning, this, this, this new beginning, this, it really comes when we embrace God's profound love um, that, that offers us joy in the midst of all this stuff, you know? And, and I think, you know, that eternal perspective is just so important when we think of joy, because again, joy is, is something that comes from being anchored in Christ. It's it's a it's a it's a belief in who who He is and, and what He's done. Uh, it, it's not like happiness, which is so dictated by everything else that's happening outside of us and within us,
1: mm-hmm. apart
0: from Christ. Yeah. So when, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, you know, I think happiness is fleeting. And, uh, you know, I eat the food, it makes me feel good. And uh-huh. then um, <laughs> the happiness is gone when the stomach ache comes or whatever. But yeah. I can think of seasons in my life where everything seems to be going great and I feel happy, but I know I feel no joy. You know, and I, I can look back on those seasons, and I shared this recently with a friend that during those seasons I was on autopilot in my faith where I was not plugged into God's promises. I was not plugged into the eternal magnitude of what, you know, what awaits me. And so when I say, I'm good and my faith is good, I'm gonna put it on a shelf and it's there and I believe and all that, but I'm not really digged into what God has for me and growing in my faith, I lose the joy because I'm not I'm not residing there, you yeah. know. So when I I love the word marinate, like when I marinate myself in scripture and when I just am there and I'm plugged in and I'm studying and I'm growing and I'm in fellowship and corporate worship and all the things that embody a, you know, a, a walk with Christ. I feel that joy and so you know, uh, recently was diagnosed with breast cancer and I I didn't, I didn't like go into the corner and weep and you know cower away from it. I I went into it head on knowing that God was going to see me through it and I had joy every time I walked into treatment. I had you know my Desire was to put a smile on everyone's face when I walked in. And they would ask me, like, well, how, why, you know? Well, because God promises me this joy. And so um, I, didn't, I didn't need to go through that situation feeling depressed. And I didn't know what the outcome was going to be, but I knew what God promised me. And yeah. so my joy was in that.
0: I can remember in high school really wrestling with this difference between joy and happiness. And I would hear um, Christians who are much older than me say, yeah, but they're not happy. And they were talking about people who were doing wrong things, and I thought, well, that's not entirely accurate because unless my friends were were lying to me, I you know we'd talk about our weekends, and there were things that my friends, some of my friends at school, did that certainly weren't um, well. They were sinful. Uh, they weren't things that God had certainly prescribed for them, and they seemed very happy in the doing of them. And, and so my first thought was, well, they're lying to me. But then, then uh, I thought there are things that bring us happiness that aren't Christ. You know, uh, and then not even in a wrong way, you know, but a person who doesn't know Christ, for instance, if they're out on a brand new yacht, that probably makes them happy for a moment. Sure, this is Wow, I get to be honest. For a moment. For a moment. But here's the thing, as a Christian, if I was out on my new yacht, I'd probably be happy for that moment too and Mm -hmm. say, wow, this is really great. Uh, Now, here's the thing. We all know what life is like, but then something breaks on the yacht and the happiness dissipates, right? Like, I love a new car. I don't like a car payment. I I love uh, my truck. I don't like it when it needs new tires. You know, so so it's all fleeting, right? The happiness is. Um, what I what I realized was no, no. You, sin is enticing just because it brings you fleeting happiness, it, it, right? I mean, that, that's the reality of it. It leaves you wanting more. Because that's what happiness is, right? You, you sort of have this happiness radar, or maybe that's not radar, it's not the thing. Like your expectation of what makes you happy, I think it increases sometimes. You know, like say, what made you happy yesterday may not make you happy today, right? I need something more. And, and that's sin, right? That it, it provides you. It says, no, I'll make you happy. But then what's it do? It leaves you wanting. Because what we think is that happiness is joy, but it's not. Because joy speaks of contentment. Joy speaks of, mm-hmm. of who God is. Joy speaks of the relationship we have with him. And so there's nothing wrong with being happy. And I've heard Christians sort of talk that way. You want joy, not happiness. I want both, by the way. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm not going to ever want to trade happiness for joy. And we can do that. We can do that. We can go after things that make us happy, that don't honor God, that rob us of joy. And we got to be careful of that.
1: I think the word contentment goes hand in hand with joy. Yeah, I agree. You know, really being content in our our just the promises, you know, being content that my future is secure, you know, my place in heaven is secure. And so I can rest in that and have that confident expectant joy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Betty, what do you think?
1: I think, you know, along with that, there's a humility
2: in joy, you know. So uh, this this year, I got a birthday present that I was so excited about. But even as I think about it, it made me so happy. But joy is deep-rooted, it, it. I almost feel like they're two completely different emotions. They are. They are different emotions. Joy is, again, uh, it involves the humility to recognize my God for who He is and who I am not, if you will, and just there's a gratefulness and. Uh, you know, being so grateful for His grace and His love and His mercy and all those things that I can't even begin to um, understand fully, you know, but He gives them to me anyways.
0: Yeah, I I, I think of like uh, this past summer, I was in Colonial Williamsburg. If you haven't been, I love Colonial Williamsburg. And so I love history, and so we're walking around, and my... um, at the time, uh, two years old, two year old uh, grandson was with us, going to be three, uh, about a month and a half after we were down there, and we were probably there for maybe I don't know a couple hours, and he finally said, when are we going to do, fun things? This is not a fun thing." And he wasn't, you know, he was great all day, he was a champ, but it was just his pure honesty, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, what makes me happy doesn't make him happy, you know, mm. and 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 and. Uh, and, and and that's life, right? You know, and, and what makes me happy today I mean, may not make me happy tomorrow, right? It's all Chrome are and type of stuff. Um and, and that's that's what we're talking about with happiness, right? Happiness isn't bad mm-hmm. unless you're doing something bad to be happy. Mm-hmm. But the, the 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 feeling of happiness obviously isn't bad. We're not anti happy. We're just saying that that joy is is deeper. And that happy and joy are not the same thing, and that God doesn't promise that we would always be happy this side of paradise, because happy means that everything is going to be... You know, there's days where I go, God, um, I want to do a fun thing, and this isn't a fun thing. You know, maybe it's in a relationship, or maybe it's a project I got to work on, and I'm like, this isn't a fun thing. And God's like, no, everything's not fun that side of paradise. But that doesn't mean my joy isn't there, right? I can have joy even in the, that's the beauty of it. I can't have happiness if there's no fun things. Mm-hmm. I can have joy in the midst of not so fun things. And that's because it's rooted in Him and just how important that is. And, you know, we, we've looked at this. Joy is a profound theme found throughout the Bible. And, you know, in the New Testament, uh, we discovered these words about the Christmas account. It says, "And the angel said to them." And so the shepherds are out in the in the field, and, and the angels appear to them. There's this angelic host. I mean, what a scene! And and, it, and the angel says, "Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, good news of great joy, that will be for all people. For this day, born in the city of David, is this, is our Savior, who is Christ the Lord." You know, but I love that. Here's great noise, the great news of great joy. Um, that the context of this verse is, again, these angels that are getting this pronouncement of Christ's birth. I mean, these angels giving this pronouncement of Christ's birth to these shepherds who are outside of Bethlehem, you know, and they they could see the lights probably afar off Jerusalem and as they're in the fields. And and just think about that. Here they are, they're, they're doing their shepherding duties. I don't know if they were having fun doing it or not. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, it was routine. They did it day in and day out. I'm guessing that some of them were sitting there saying, "Man, I wish I was doing some fun things." And maybe, maybe some of the newer shepherds were like, "I thought this was going to be." I don't know what was going on in their heart, but he doesn't say, "Hey, look, this is happy news." You know, like we say, "Happy birthday." You know, that, that, we know what that means. I hope you have a happy birthday, but your birthday don't last all year. You know, but he said, "No, this is great news. This is good news of, of, of a great joy. This joy that's symbolized in, in, in who Christ is and the fact that the long-awaited one is, is born." Uh, today in the city of David, Bethlehem, and they stop what they're doing, which to me amazes me, because it doesn't say they leave, leave anyone there to care for the sheep. They just head in to see Jesus. And, and of course, we know that afterwards, they just tell everyone as they're leaving what they had seen, and that this, this joy comes to shepherds. And, and for us, we're like, well, why wouldn't it? Shepherds were like the lowliest of the low in, in, the, in the social stratus of that day. And God chose to say, I want you to understand that this joy is for everyone. You know, and, and it's for whatever situation you find yourselves in. You know, so, so shepherds were known as, as dirty. They weren't able to take part in some of the religious ceremonies, even though they needed the sheep that they shepherd. They weren't able to be a part of it because they, they were dirty and they had to clean. It, it's just this big, long, weird um, ostracization of, of, the, of the shepherds, right? You know, we, we just, we, we, you know they were sort of outcasts some way and yet essential in culture. Uh, but God says, look, I want you to understand because I'm sending this news to them. That no matter where you're at, no matter who you are, I have joy for you if, if you'll, you'll, you'll come to me, if you'll focus on me, if you'll be content in me. And that that's the good news of the gospel, is that no matter where someone finds himself during this Christmas season, this Advent season, no matter what you're going through, I can't promise you happiness. And by the way, God doesn't either. But he does promise us joy, and so I can stand on that and say you can find joy in him no matter what you're going through. It isn't easy because we have to discipline ourselves to to, to be anchored in him, and that's hard because I find that it's easy to be anchored in our situations, either be anchored in ourselves or someone else, And, and yet, what an amazing promise. What an amazing promise. Thoughts? I think I can't
2: get the shepherd story out of my mind, because I didn't, don't see the shepherds going in there, again, jumping and dancing. I, th- I see them in almost like a um, adoration, in awe, and that's the joy, right? To know that the, those who were ostracized and not able to participate are the first. How amazing is that? If that doesn't bring you joy.
0: And seeing an angel is cool, but then there's an angelic choir, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like God doesn't do anything small. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, I know he's – I get it. But, but, I mean, wow. I mean, what he really wants to let them know you're special. This yes. news is, is is amazing. It's about joy. You're going to want to go see this. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I can't even get my head around what that moment must have been like for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, just would I have dropped everything and just run? I like to think that I would. You know, I just can't even imagine. I think about the serenity prayer. You know, in recovery, we pray the Serenity Prayer that talks about reasonable happiness in this life and supreme happiness in the next. And I have days where my joy is so overwhelming to me, and I think, "Well, this is reasonable happiness—the joy that I feel today. I can only imagine what supreme happiness is going to be like in my next Mm. life." You know, when I'm when I'm in heaven. So Mm. I always I think about that every Friday night when I say the Serenity Prayer at Celebrate Recovery. If I'm feeling joy today and this is reasonable, man, I can't wait.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I do have to say, I think my first question would have been to everyone around me. You did see that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That> was <laughs> Is huh. it just me? Yeah, I want to make sure
0: but yeah, we're all on the same page, mm-hmm. right? We all, we all, we all saw that. We all saw that. Well, what, what, what? Like, sort of final words would you share? You know, as you're talking about joy, and, and to the person sitting out there, you know, whether where they, wherever they find themselves.
1: I just, again, coming out of this dark season. Um, I'm so reminded of God's promises of just that he doesn't leave us. And so as we enter into the season where we have this expectant joy of what's to come, man, just lean into that and just trust in God's promises. Even when you don't feel it, even when you don't feel joyful, um, allow God to just fill that place in your heart to feel content, and that's where your joy is going to come from.
0: Betty. Mm, Patty?
1: And I think the further that we can begin to be
2: authentic and open with, I go back to celebrate recovery, authentic and open with the hurts and the struggles in our life, as we are authentic with them and release them, that joy will come when you're no longer constantly resenting this person or something else, which is sin, right? So when the sin is being released in our life, it doesn't justify actions, but when it's being released in our life, it does no longer have to hold us back, and that's when the joy really starts to flourish, you know?
0: You know, I think about, you know, wrapping our minds around this expecting joy that's found in Christ. You know, I imagine us gathering, you know, in a couple Mm -hmm. weeks, we're going to gather on Christmas Eve, and we participate in a. Candlelighting ceremony here at Crosswinds, as many churches do all over the world. Uh, but the I, I think of just sort of the the, the singing, you know, of, of the of Silent Night, you know, filled with a sense of this expectancy. And I I love that. some some church traditions, their their service, their celebration of Christ is on Christmas Day. Um, for us, it's on Christmas night. And I love it on Christmas night because it's still sort of that that expectancy. You know, we're not celebrating the Christ who has come today. We're, we're still gathering together on this Christmas Eve. And we even do a Christmas Eve service on, on like, the, the Wednesday before uh, Christmas Eve. And so if you're out there and you're like, well, we're busy on Christmas Eve, come to the other Christmas Eve. We go, well, that's not Christmas Eve. Well, we probably don't have Christmas Eve on Christmas Eve. Um, we don't know what day Christ was actually born on. Hate to be spoiled, but, and so you can have Christmas Eve whenever you want, uh, and should, by the way. Um, but but to just be able to gather around, you know, we like to can and we sing Silent Night and it's just that that moment of, of the remembering, you know, Mary and Joseph, you know, as they we eagerly awaited the birth of Jesus. And, you know, we too can experience, you know, the joy of not just receiving, but the expectancy of receiving, the joy of man, what's God really have for me? And maybe you're asking that question. I'm just saying, embrace that. Embrace that. Let the joy come in with just embracing what does God have for you in the situation you find yourself in. And you say, you don't understand. The situation I'm in is so dark. And I just want to say, no, no. It, it can be a dark situation. But again, remember, happiness is dictated by our situation. Joy is dictated on who God is in the midst of all circumstances. And so don't, don't short don't shortchange yourself on what God has for you, even in, in whatever situation you find yourself in. Because here's, here's the good news. The expectant joy we find in Christ is, is like that candle's flame. You know, I think of the candle lighting. Um, it can burn brightly and eternally if we keep our faith alive and our hearts open to the gift of salvation that's offered to us because Christ came. And because of what he did on the cross, has resurrected for our salvation. And so I just encourage you to celebrate and respond to the truth that the genuine expectant joy is found only in Christ, made available through him. And, and as we celebrate this Advent season, just to be reminding yourself, I'm going to remind myself uh, of the fact that this joy is rooted not in what others do or what I do. It's rooted in who he is. It's, I'm, I'm anchored in Christ. My joy comes from him. He is my joy. And I just—my my, my deepest prayer for you who are listening is that you know Jesus, that joy. And if you don't, um, even now and, and wherever you find yourself, if you're driving down the road, don't close your eyes. But, uh, but just take a moment. If you've yet to say yes to Jesus, say yes to Him. Receive Him as Lord and Savior. Receive the greatest Christmas gift you could ever receive right here and now. Don't put it off say yes to Jesus, and then if you want to know what your next step is, how can what do I do now? We'd love to help you with that. Reach out to us. In fact, if you want to learn about Crosswinds, podcast, what does it really mean to be embracing Christ, the joy that we can find in Him, reach out to us. You can do that by going to crosswinds.church. And by the way, we do have services here every weekend, um, every weekend but one. We do have one time we do a virtual service, which is the week after Christmas. Yes. Uh, and so if you show up that Sunday, the only Sunday, we um, the church building is not open, but the church is still active. That's us, the people. But this Sunday, um, we'll at 9, 11 a.m., we have service. Come on out as we talk more deeply and, and, and about what does it mean to embrace this expectant joy that's in Christ. Remember, crosswinds.church if you have any questions or want to reach out to us. If you found this podcast helpful, again, uh, thank you for listening to it, but share it with a friend, a family member, maybe someone who's, who's dealing with just... Uh, a lack of joy in their life. Let let them know the hope that happiness is fleeting, but joy, joy is found in Christ. And that's a promise that we can trust him with. And so for now, um, I hope you're enjoying this Christmas holiday. If you're not, don't feel guilty. Um, Sometimes these seasons are difficult, but don't do it alone. Uh, We want to be there to help you. And as always, be blessed and bless others.